0: Nothing is really sacred when it comes to stuff in the military. It really isn't. Like your stuff really just gets kind of tossed around. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Stationed with Stories. That's it. All right, you are listening to Stationed with Stories. It's your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse, and we are ready to get started. So let me just start off with a little disclaimer. These are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, and they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. Now that that is done, hi peeps, I hope that you are living your best life wherever you are. We are going to get right into it. So let's start with the book that I am reading right now. I am reading the personal library, and I should probably say that I am listening to the book on Audible, uh, because if you've listened to the first episode, I talk about how there is a little debate about whether I read or not if I listen to an audio book. So I'm just going to say, I'm listening to an audio book. It is called The Personal Librarian. It is a novel by Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray. Really good. It's actually based off a true story. So it is a historical novel, we should say. So here we go. Another historical novel for me. I do like them. And it's really interesting. It is about the true story of a woman who is the daughter of a very prominent black leader in the early early 20th century, Richard T. Greener. And fun story, he was the first black graduate of Harvard College. He also was the first black graduate of Phillips Academy Andover. And that is actually my alma mater. So went to a boarding school. I'll have to talk about that another time. But I went to a boarding school in New England in Massachusetts. And the first black graduate of Harvard College is the same man who was the first black graduate of Phillips Academy. So anyway, it is about his daughter, actually. Very, very, very light-skinned black woman, right? At the time. And her mother decided that the family should pass and she wanted to pass because they were light enough to be considered white in society. So they end up changing. So the family, basically you find this out from the very beginning, the family disintegrates because the father wanted to remain a leader in the black community and the mother did not. The mother wanted to pass. And so this is really her story Her name is, and I should have her name memorized by now, it was originally Belle Greener. And her mother has her change her name, her last name to Green, and add DaCosta. So she goes by Belle DaCosta Green. Belle DaCosta Green, that is the name that she goes by as a white woman. After her family, after her mother and her siblings have passed for white, she ends up becoming the personal librarian to JP Morgan and helps him build his world renowned library and so this is a so it's based on a real story right it's fascinating this particular historical novel because you get a chance to hear the history learn about the history what really happened to this family from her perspective as a white woman and the the book really picks up with her being a white white woman or right passing for white. And what do I think about the book? Because I can talk about the details of the book on and on. I'm actually, I think I'm in chapter 26. I'm toward the end of the book. And it is, I think, at once a look into the very, very delicate fabric of race and racial construction in the U.S. and how delicate that is for those who are looking to what they call cross the color line. And so it's it's really her going back and forth. She's She's making her way through as a white woman in this world where she is on edge because she knows she can always be discovered to be deceiving people, right? To not actually be white. So that's just fascinating. I think right now in U.S. literature, passing is very much a hot topic. There's Nella Larson's book that's now a Netflix movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I know that passing is out. What other book? The Vanishing Half by Brit Bennett. It is about twins and one decides to remain black and one decides to pass. I read that last year. That one's a good one. So passing and race in the early 20th century is really a hot topic right now. I think The Personal Librarian is coming at a really good time. I think that it is a provocative book. I think that it's very interesting also to hear, learn more about J.P. Morgan I just know about J.P. Morgan, y'all, just because of the people that I went to college with or high school with who worked on Wall Street, (laughs) honestly. So I never really gave much thought into the history of the man behind the name of this huge financial institution. So good book. Pick it up. I am looking forward to seeing how the authors in this book and then also just doing some more research on my own. Moving on, y'all. So our stuff comes in by stuff. I mean, you know, you've been following the story. We just got to Japan. We are now in our housing in Japan on base and our stuff came and it came quick because why we live without everything for about three months in the U.S. But it was fine because we were traveling and in trainings that my husband had across the country. So we we're going to be in hotels no matter what stuff comes Y'all, moving is something. And I think most people have moved at least once in their lives, right? Moving is something else. And I'm pretty good at it, I would say. I moved a decent amount as a child. And then, you know, I ended up going away for college and traveling all around the world for school, mostly related reasons. And so, you know, I know how to pack a bag. I know how to get a suitcase together but it still can be quite an experience. And let me tell you, as a male spouse, one thing that I did not know before, or maybe I heard, but I wasn't totally clear on, was that when you move with the military, they move you. Hallelujah, right? Bless the Lord. They move you. And so for me, I'm thinking, this is great. This is going to be like the first time that I don't have to move all my stuff and pack everything in a bag and put all the saran wrap and the bubble wrap. You know how it goes. You have to get it, make sure everything that's delicate gets wrapped up really tight and, and secure. Didn't have to do that, right? So I, I first want to say just I'm thankful for the movers, but y'all, it's every move is slightly different, okay? Because one, the people who are packing you up, they're all private companies, right? So basically what the military does is they set a budget for your move, depending on how far you're moving and stuff that you have. And they, if you would like, will put you in contact with or basically set up a moving company for you. Now, you don't have to do this. And there are people who decide that they want to move themselves and then just get reimbursed by the government up to the amount that's allotted for that move people do that and i can see the pros and cons of that. But i'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm just going to have these people come in my house and pack my stuff up and put it on that little truck and get it to where it needs to go. Hey, yes. So it's a blessing, but it's also something different people pack your stuff up and they have different ways that they like handle your little items, right? So there's that, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that we're finding in random places now that our stuff is here in Japan. I mean, I was looking for my pictures. My my like pictures are wrapped up in my dresser with blankets and towels. And I'm like, how did this all get here? Who put this here? Like, what was what were the reasons? What were the reasons, y'all? Light bulbs with panties. I just don't understand. (laughs) I just don't understand who was packing this up. And I'm like watching them, right? But we have multiple levels of our house, and so, you know, I was in one room and I peek around. But whoever was packing the bedroom this last time, they was doing a lot of stuff. So I just came to realize. Nothing is really sacred when it comes to stuff in the military. It really isn't. Like your stuff really just gets kind of tossed around. Yeah, yeah, funny story. I was, we were unpacking. So the other thing is that the people who unpack you, and you probably can kind of guess this, but the people who unpack you are not the same people who patch you up. So they're just kind of working from the ground up just like you are. They just don't really know where things are. They don't really know what you have. They just know that it is their job to unload it. And then for the things that need to be reassembled, they reassemble it like furniture, that kind of thing. Yeah, we were looking for one part, like the screw to put something back together. The one guy, the guy was assembling things and it was great. The crew here in Japan were fantastic. They were so organized. They got things in and out. They were really delicate with my stuff. But then there was one, one point where he was like, yeah, I cannot find this one particular thing. Do you know where it is? I'm like, we're going to find out. We're going to have to find out together. Y'all, so he, he goes in. And like I said, things were just thrown in in random places, right? We go into a dresser. He he looks at the dresser. He's like, well, maybe it's in this dresser. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, Lord, I don't know what is in this dresser. But we can go ahead and look because they ain't stuffed up everything. Yo, he started opening up stuff. Pictures start popping out. I didn't know The Pictures were there. Magnets for the fridge. How in the world did the magnets get packed in there? I don't know. My little contraceptive method started falling out. And I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. This is this is so much right now. So much. And it was so funny because the little guy, he was so sweet. He had like he didn't see anything. He did abruptly get up and try to find this said nail screw from a different part of, of the house, though. It was hilarious, y'all. Nothing nothing is sacred. That is my point. <laughs> nothing is sacred. And so as I was thinking about that, just how they go through all your stuff. And like I said, there are some people who, as my mom would call the unmentionables, they get their unmentionables together and they pack that up and they make sure that no one touches it because Those are the things that are sensitive or private or whatever. You know, I I am not to that point yet, but I might get to that point after that little incident, which was hilarious, but it was also just so embarrassing. It was a lot. But the other thing is that people in the military will give stuff away in a heartbeat. They will. There is a whole Facebook group in my community dedicated to giving stuff away for free. Y'all, I've got. I just got here, and I already got stuff for free. I already got stuff to give away too. And you think I'm gonna give it away? Yes, I will. I will give it away. Why? Cause nothing is sacred. You'd be like, oh my gosh, this is the first card he's ever written to me. It's my first card that my husband ever wrote to me. Oh no. Well, let's take up a little space. Time to throw that away. <laughs> Okay, no, maybe not my husband's first card, but, but for real, like it's like, oh, I really love these pants. These are my skinny pants. This is what I wear. Give them skinny pants away if you ain't skinny right now. Give them away. That's how people in the military be feeling because it's just too much stuff to be lugging around the world. And quite literally, you have to lug the stuff around the world. So just get rid of it. That's how we feel. And I'm sure there's many, many military families who do hoard and do keep stuff. But I will say that for the most part, this little crew of people over here, they are ready to give that stuff away. Oh yes, so somebody else can use it. And that's how I feel. So I actually really wish that I had some people for sure who would want all these clothes. I got dresses, pants, skirts, all kinds of shoes. I got all kinds of stuff I'm ready to give away right now. And I'm just going to just do a free-for-all, just post in a little Facebook group. Who wants it? Because, y'all, nothing is sacred. It's just too much stuff. We got too much stuff to be worried about, to be compiling things. We, don't, we got too much stuff on our mind. We don't want stuff in our houses. Not when it's extra, okay? The last thing I would say, I got two more things I want to say on this topic. My recommendation, if you are not in the military family, the community, get you a military friend. You want some free stuff, get you a military friend because, let me tell you, we be giving away stuff. And what's funny is not even just as a military spouse, but even before, I think that's just me. That's just my spirit because my girls, my friends, some of my uh, friends who I met in Spain, they knew that if I had some stuff that I didn't need anymore, and it was always good stuff. There ain't nobody giving away no bad stuff. I'm talking about good stuff. If I it was time to give it away, oh, I called... I said, hey, I got a whole bag of stuff. You want it? We're gonna do a clothing swap. Let's do it. That's that's the way to go. But if you do want some free stuff, just get you a military friend real quick. They will hook you up. Trust me. After a while, you just start. When well, it's time to pack again, and when it's time for the movers to come again, you like, let's just let's just clear house, right? Or they say clean house. You remember that old show, Clean House? Let's just clean this house, y'all. And the last thing I will say is that it's not just because we just be having stuff and we tired to see it pop up in this house and that house and this state and that state and this country and that country. There's also a spirit behind just giving for the joy of it, giving just for the joy that you see on other people's faces when you give them something that they really need. And there is also this phrase that rings true for me. And it comes from the time where I lived in China. Before I was a military spouse and all of that good stuff, right? I was doing research as a Fulbright scholar in China. And someone told me, If it doesn't leave, that the old doesn't leave, then the new can't come. You know, in order to receive, you have to give. And I love that spirit. And I live by that spirit. And I always want to be in the position where I am ridding myself myself of stuff that I I don't need, whatever it is, whether it's physical, it might be mental, spiritual, right? But if it's if it's time for it to pass hands from me, I want to always be in this space where I am willing to give it up, and I know that I will be blessed, not just because. I'm doing this, but just because God is great. So that's that's that. Let me just end right there because I know that I can go on and on. But y'all, nothing is sacred. None of this stuff is sacred. You can't take it when you're gone. And if somebody else can use it, why not give it to them? All right, moving on to the story of the day. I am going to read for you all, One Way Ticket. They took their annual vacation in the fall. Not summer, not spring break, not over the winter holidays. It had to be fall. As soon as the first green leaves transformed into their livelier hues, they would head back to where it all started. A little cabin in a rural sediment off a gravel road with no good phone service, a spotty internet connection, and mosquitoes with a wingspan of eagles. Every year they had a tradition. Fall was when they returned to this place, but that was before the flood. Cornelius never wanted to move away from the cabin. That's the irony. It was Caroline who craved interstates and stadiums and neon lights that glittered through the night. She wanted neighbors a stone's throw away with their fancy degrees and their tinkling uptown accents and their homeowners association fees. Fees they would funnel into rebuilding the neighborhood after the flood. At first, a trickle skated down their street like butter sliding in a cast iron skillet. Then it was a stream that grew into a river that grew into a lake. It swelled into a raging, sewage-ridden, photo-album-carrying, pickup-truck-tossing, tree-plowing lake. Before the flood, a 10-day respite welcomed them every fall in that cabin off that gravel road. To reminisce on the day they first met in Miss Brown's third grade class. Flashbacks to the town's Easter Day parades poking fun at each other's dance moves at senior prom. It was the time they'd ride out on his old four-wheeler and name the trees along their path. The time they'd start a bonfire in the backyard after dinner and look up at the stars. The time they cooked what they fished out of the lake or hunted out of the woods or picked out of the fields. And when it was over, they'd pack up and drive out. Cornelius always buzzing about how he couldn't wait to do it next year. Indeed, it was never his dream to be sucked into the foreign state of affairs called city life. It was tragic, downright unthinkable that when the flood came, it was his body lodged between the sofa and the radiator once this unnatural tide subsided. Bloated. Unrecognizable. Nothing like that chiseled, square-jawed, grizzly faced man who took a trip to the place where his story started every fall with the love of his life. It was fall once more, and the green leaves shed their uniformity for a more interesting palette, as Caroline placed her suitcase in the bed of the red F-150, going back to where it all started with just her memories of him riding shotgun and no return date. All right, well, that is it for this episode of Stationed with Stories. Once again, I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Hope that you enjoyed hanging out with me today. And be sure to check me out on all of the social media platforms that I inhabit. I am on Instagram and on Twitter, stationed underscore story. You can also find my YouTube channel where I put little promo videos or a little synopsis of the episodes. I also have some older material there from my previous page, which is kind of fun and very much inspirational that you can check out. Stationed with stories there on YouTube. Once again, your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps.